I would love Oli to stay. <laughs> Are you, you know, know why? Because as long as he stays, United aren't that yeah. much of a threat. You know what? That was the first game that really finished me off, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, that was the first game. That was the game that finished me off. Sandfields. Oh, <laughs> I, I keep hearing that. Oh, it's Anfield. It's not my fault if you can't fill your stadium, in it. It's not my fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Tell them. Tell them. The Breakdown Podcast. So what's good, people? You're tuned into the Breakdown Podcast. This is episode 11. Got three members of the crew in today. Jay's still ready, flying in from his international break. Um, so he'll be back on next week. Today, got a man like T in the building. What are you saying? What's good, man? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Enjoying the international break? I'm joking. No, nah, man, I, I can't <laughs> wait for the I can't wait for the, for the league action to be back. But um, yeah, man, I'm good. Yes. Cool, Kofi, what are you saying? Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. International break, not really taking too much interest in it, you know. Just waiting for the Premier League season to to get back and running again, and you know, try and win this title, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. The breakdown podcast. So yeah, do you guys still do you guys like international football? Like when when you hear the break or you see the break. Do you enjoy international football? Is it like, you know what? Because oh, just... for me, I'm not going to lie. I don't like international... I'm beginning to not like international football. I saw recently they were trying to say how they want to have a World Cup every two years. I think it was Arsene mm-hmm. Wenger and all the Premier League clubs mm-hmm. have voted against it, obviously, because of players burnout. No, no. As as we're recording, it, there, I don't know if you, you man saw it. There's a, there's a um, future of football talk. Rio, Arsene Wenger, and somebody else. The name escapes me. But yeah, there's yeah. like a panel going on literally as we're recording now. Oh, really? so it's very topical. Mm. Yeah, it's mad. I think it's just too It's too much. Like, obviously, back in the day, I feel like international football was just, was a bit more prestigious in my mind. Maybe it's because I was younger. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and teams had more of an identity like these teams had very, very strong identities of how they played. Uh-huh. But now, uh-huh. with most players getting sucked into the few leagues, you know, there's just nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. Um, but for me, I don't think I'm as interested as in, in international football. When I see there's an international break, to be honest, I'm just like, oh, okay, there's a break from club football for a bit. But if it's more than two weeks, it's obviously two weeks. I love it when it's just like a one fixture or whatever. But if it's like two weeks off, well, obviously we miss one fixture week, isn't it? But I don't know, man. For me, I don't, international football is losing its relevance to me. Mm, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I feel like um, the international football. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm gonna say a couple things, and you 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 man told me if if it's harsh, but like, does it feel like there's a lot more insignificant international fixtures? Like, oh, 110%, man. 110%, bro. I, I feel like when I was young, when we were younger, it felt like, like what you were saying, Marky, like that the, when the international teams met, it was like a thing. There was mm. much more of an occasion. Whereas now, it, I don't know, maybe I'm just looking at it from an a England perspective. Um, 
but it feels like there's a lot of San Marinos and Belaruses and out. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not even trying to. You know, I don't want to sound. Yeah, because Ger- Ger- Germany just gave someone nine the other day. I'm sure yeah. Germany gave I'm just nine like there. literally Luxembourg and all these things. Like, I, I, yeah, it just feels like there's a lot more of those kind of fixtures, and also as well, yeah, generally. I'm very biased, so when I hear international break, I'm kind of like, oh, this is cutting into the 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 league momentum, and it's like I, I genuinely look forward to beyond November, where there's you know a, a, a <laughs> concentrated block of just league football across the European leagues. You know what I mean? I feel like um it just comes with issues. There's there's problems with with you know now like with, with COVID, the issues that that's brought. You know, red zone countries and players have to fly out certain zones and they can only fly back certain places and there's injuries, you know, there's club country disputes, fatigue, all these things. It's, it, it feels like a lot of issues for me. If it's outside of a tournament, I genuinely feel like international football is a bit of a, a bit of a ball for me. And now as well, there's in the breaks, there's free fixtures. They slapped in another fixture, you know what I mean. And for me, I'm 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 kind of like, well, what's the purpose of this? You know what I mean. Um, don't get me wrong. If it's World Cup or European Championships, that kind of thing, I'm all for it. I like I like that. It's competitive. Um, man, get you know, man, you know, playing for your country is just nationalistic. All these sorts of things. I understand it, but um, during the season, I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 very biased on this one. I'm 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 with you, Marky man. And that's 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 pretty much it. Like it doesn't serve any purpose apart from issues, in my opinion. Spoken like a true club manager, bro. And I can't lie. <laughs> I, can't I heard Jurgen a number of times, bro. You know, I got Jurgen's head. I got Jurgen's voice in my head, bro. <laughs> and listen, I don't blame anyone for feeling that way because just like I, I think it's pre, you, you know, unanimous here. Like I, I don't rate it anymore. I think I've just grown out of it. Um, and then when I think back to when I was younger, I think the one thing that kind of drew me into the whole international period was even when England were playing the likes of like Finland, I don't know if you remember 2004, like the qualifiers for the World Cup back then, but not even, I think it was like 2002 for the, for the Euros and all the rest of it, right? Oh, yeah. You know, playing, playing at Anfield, you know, playing at Old Trafford, all this sort of stuff. When England were playing, it seemed as though the opposition they were coming up against, although they were inferior, they made it a bit more competitive in those games as well. So naturally, when you're watching those games, you're you're a bit more invested in it because there's a, there is a side of competitiveness in there. Um, and then every now and again, there was the one fixture you look at, you think, oh, San Marino. It, it, you, you look at that, and everyone will just know that yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a piping. You know, but um, it never came round that often. But nowadays, it just seems as though these fixtures across across the board just seem to just keep, seem to be popping up a lot more. And I don't know if it's because they they've changed the format of the qualifiers just to try and fit more teams in and make it a bit more um, conclu- you know conclusive and all the rest of it. And whilst whilst it's made for the games, well, made for more games. I guess across the board, it's made it like you said quite insignificant and for me rather boring. To be fair, like even even um, South American football, which is which was my go-to years back, 
where I used to watch the likes of like Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Kaká, like you know, all these men, you know, playing and playing, playing in the, playing for their home home countries. You know, th- those teams that you know like to evoke a lot of flair in their games, a lot of freedom and all the rest of it. You don't even see that too tough um, anymore. It's quite, it's quite um, like South American football, international football is quite. What's the what's the word that I'd even call it? It's been quite European down. Is, is that is that the right term to use? So yeah, it's lost its spark. And I mean, the only time I'm really ever invested is basically when the tournaments get crack on. Basically, um, I, but apart from that, I feel like a club manager. It is a nuisance when it comes in and interrupts the, the interrupts the actual season. It feels like an absolute nuisance. And when there are injuries, oh my word, bruv. <laughs> oh, bruv, let's not even get started. No, number one, for my fantasy, for my fantasy league, it's a nuisance. And then and then and then and then and then on top, obviously, for, for the club that I support, it's even more of a nuisance because I'm now looking and thinking, this is stress. For what? A game against nobody. And my play and a player from my team has gone and played, and he's gonna go injured for what? It wasn't worth. Was it? Was it? Was it worth it? No. And yeah, man, I don't know. In this case, you know, put it this way. My answer, I'm gonna keep it short. It's already been long, but I'm going to keep it very, very brief now. I've not watched one international game this this break. That that's how I feel about <laughs> it. <laughs> Same. I I think I saw highlights. I might have seen highlights of one of the England games. Well, that's it. I haven't. I haven't fully watched. I think I even watched some some women's football. To be honest, I watched some women's football on the weekend, and I was yeah. much more at ease watching that than because at least it's, it's it's like really like competitive. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. big teams playing. It was competitive, and I was cool with it. But when I think about international, like like you guys have said, yeah, I think some of the national identities have gone like everyone. It's 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 a lot of structured football. It's a lot slower. The pace is a lot slower. Um, it's a lot of structured football. The only thing I will say, though, is that sometimes when it gets to the qualifying um, time where it's like, oh, you've got two games left, one game left to qualify. Oh, yeah. I saw, um, I saw highlights of the Serbia, Serbia and Portugal. And Mitrovic, T's, T's favourite guy, but my my main guy, <laughs> Mitrovic, yeah? Mitrovic with a last-minute winner to send Serbia to the World Cup. That's probably what international football is all about because what that meant... Do you know what mm. I mean? To the Serbs. Mm. Now, people mm. have got to go through the playoffs, I believe it is, to now qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, little mini stories like that, but I guess the overarching point is how many stories like that are there? Do you know what I mean? Out of all these fixtures, how many of those stories are there? Well, this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. There could be more of those if you made the qualifiers more competitive. But the more kind of disparity you have between these teams where you're forcing larger um, groups to qualify and these kind of things, the more irrelevant games you get. Uh-huh. And then it just comes down to, okay, so what's this really about? We're looking at FIFA and the bottom line, you know what I mean? That's all I see. So alongside with you, bro, it's like, it's just problems. Because even in the Euros, they increased the number of teams, right? And they said yeah. that, Three teams could qualify from a group, so you had some really dead group games. Yeah, 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 and and that's what I'm saying. Like with, with the increasing games, you get you, you, like from a monetary perspective, you get why they're doing it. But 
in essence, in terms of in terms of it being competitive, and I guess they're trying to subsidize it by including the what's that other European competition, the other international competition they've they've um, added added yeah, extra yeah. money with. I've forgotten the name of it, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, I forgot it as well. Yeah, Nations League, Nations League. Yeah, yeah like, I'm not gonna lie. Like wh- when that gets cooking in the latter stages, it, it's a watch. So I see what they've tried to do, but. They may as well just try and they may as well just scrap what they've done with this whole big, you know, sort of like group format and adding extra teams in because it just makes it just, yeah, man, it just makes it really, really relevant for the most part. And I'm sure back in the day, with not, not even when I say back in the day, I'm even talking like eight, maybe 10 years ago now, it doesn't seem that far long ago. Um, you had like groups of death, like even 2008, where, um, England failed to qualify for the Euros. What group were they in that um, Croatia and then um, finished them and then <laughs> they didn't qualify? <laughs> look, look like, what, what, what two teams qualified ahead of them? Like, if you look at if you look at the scope of team in that group, you see how competitive it was. England themselves should never have been in a position like that, right? But they were. They were at the end of it. So they need to get back to that type of thing and cause some stress cause some upsets. You know, let, let these teams fail to qualify for big tournaments. You know, England failed in 94. They failed in 2008. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, bro, bro, like, it can happen. And allow it to happen because that's what we want to be able to see. And even wider than that, like, players going off to the African Cup of Nations, so for example, yeah. Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Mahrez, some of these big players that's potentially uh-huh. going to be Missing. I mean, how are Liverpool going to cope without Salah? Hey. Yeah. Well, I think I think fortunately the timing, the proposed timing, means that he's only going to miss I think two games or something like that in the league because it kind of coincides with the FA Cup. FA Cup, yeah, um, it does. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like Brentford and maybe Palace or something like that. I can't remember the in the other game, but yeah, him and him and Mane and and Keita, um, it's only meant to be two games. Yeah, it's, it's mad. It's mad. It just it just seems like it seems like an inconvenience. But obviously, to those players, of course, they'd have to do it. But even the national, even nationality is is a, is a is an interesting one now as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, who someone plays for? All those players weren't necessarily born in those countries. Uh, it's, bro, you know what I mean? It's like we could have an episode kind of, just on this. Yeah, anyone can kind of just play. You know, I've got a grandmother. I've got this. I've got that. I'm eligible. Do you know what I mean? I can switch now. You know you can. You know you can play. I think it's up to three fixtures you can play, and then you can still switch to a different competitive nation. fixtures. Yeah, competitive fixtures. Really? Yeah, you can play. Oh, okay. Can play. Yeah, there's like there's a little allowance that they were trying to bring in. Like, and I'm thinking, what? what's this? <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> what is this? You know, I thought it was just. Um, I thought it was just. It was friendlies you could play. They changed it now. I- I can't remember, but I remember they made mm. some allowance where it was just, I should have really researched it, but it was just like, yeah, you could you could have a couple and then still just be like, nah, man, I'd rather go play for whoever, do you know what I mean? Man, um, yeah. And that's what that, that as well takes away from it. I love the, don't get me wrong, I love the tournaments. Having a tournament every two years would be overkill uh, because one of the special things about it, for me anyway, one of the special things about it is that it is just like an isolated thing, right? It's do or mm-hmm. die. You've got one opportunity and this is what it is. Like England would have to wait another however many years to win a Euros again. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
And in time, it gives everyone else a chance to build back a team mm. that can potentially do something. Mm. No, so I get that. Yeah, because you can you can bring through you can actually bring through another batch in four years' time ready. The breakdown podcast. Yeah, you can. yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's one of them, but I don't know, man. I, I, obviously, I'm glad that there's there's the international break. You know, like you say, it's till next April. I think I think it is that that yeah, it's gone in that. Like but that. yeah, because yeah, that's going to be key. Obviously, there's going to be a World Cup next year, late next year, um, in Qatar. Who do you guys think is going to win that World Cup? Who's your pick? After we just slated <laughs> internationals, but we're going to talk about the tournament a little bit. So who's who's your favourites? To win it, like I can tell you, Brazil and France are currently. I'm just looking at these odds, um, and they, they, you know, they look odds on Brazil and France to out of those two to see who's going to win. Where who do you who do you man think? It's a tough one, you know. It's a tough one, but um, go on, bro, go on. No, I was going to say, I mean, with it being in Qatar, hot, hot, um, hot climate, all things considered, um, you probably back one of the South American teams to win. Um, in this case, I'll probably uh, likely go with Brazil. However, I did see an interesting stat today that um, Argentina have not lost a competitive game in 26 games <laughs> themselves, <laughs> as we speak right now. Um, I did not know that, <laughs> and that, that did actually surprise me. So they could be dark horses, and who knows, Messi could finally get the World Cup that he actually craves. He, you know, above anything, but man actually turned around and said he was trading all his Ballon d'Ors for a World Cup, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for, for him to say that, yo, it means that he actually really cares about the tournament a lot. So, I, I mean, for me personally, I'd go over Brazil win. Um, but obviously, I'm supporting Ghana should they qualify. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the climate thing is a big thing. The, the time of the season is also a big thing because I think um, where the players are playing, if you look at the amount of games they would have played by that time mm. as well, I think to myself, mm, like, how do, how do the leagues, how do they usually develop? And I started looking at um, what sides compete well in the, in the European um, competitions and these sorts of things, because we know, obviously, the Premier League, the way that the Premier League starts game straight away, League Cup, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm. European competitions, the way they space out the games as well, you know, the, the the Europa League sides, they don't get any rest, Champions League sides, Wednesday, Saturday, all these kind of things. You have to take these into consideration, man. So, um, you know what? I did think about the climate, but something's telling me France. Something's telling me, and, and, and I'm going to go with France because um, the I, like when I look at the roster, when I look at the squad, it's just it's just ridiculous. And um, you know what? Going back a couple of episodes when we when we talked about um world class players and, and who's who's the who's the most informed player, I think it would be fitting um for Benzema to step up finally now and take that kind of take that toll. I've got I've got something in me that's that's saying France, man. There's too many, there's too many of the players, the squad depth, um, 
And the way that they, they've been reversing results recently, I think with the European competition, how that ended for them, I think, yeah, they're going to they're gonna pull up a couple of trumps, I think. It's weird because that, that's what I thought in the summer, though, with the Euros. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't see past France. I remember even saying that so confidently, France, France, France are going to do it. But it just, it just didn't, unfortunately, it was just... It didn't. It didn't all come together. And who who knocked them out? They went out on penalties, didn't they? Was it Switzerland that Switzerland? That yeah, Switzerland. yeah, yeah. Mad. You know, and it was just all a bit. It was all a bit individual for France. Do you know what I mean? It was all Mbappe. a bit individual. Oh Mbappe. my goodness, man! But but he he will learn from that. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't go to international competition and and do that. You can't. This is not. It's it's not time for all of that business. And I I feel like. With the summer coming up, he's gonna get his move. We all know what's what's gonna happen there. I feel like the Benz, the Benz and and Mbappe link up. Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna see that country. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. 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 See, for me, I, I I toy with I toy with a few sides, but if I was to pick one side that's actually gonna win it, I would say for me, I'll put Italy. I'll put mm. Italy as my number one, my number one side. I think out of everybody, they're the best coach side. They're the best coach side. They're the best drilled side. Tactically, oh. the way they went about the Euros, I, I, I liked it. Because they started kind of slowly for me. For me, the Euros, they started kind of slowly. It was kind yeah. of like, mm, all right. But the, the, the key thing for me is that man for man, I don't think Italy are great. I don't think Italy is like, like oh my, compared to, like you said, to France. But if you're talking about how they drilled and tactically how they move, for me, mm. Italy would be my, you know, would be my choice for who I think is gonna is gonna take the World Cup because I think the players obviously are winners and stuff like that. And they've got these guys that don't age. Like Chiellini just seems to not age. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No matter mm. when you're around this guy, and then obviously you've got the Chiesas as well coming in doing their thing. So um, for me, I would say Italy, man. Italy are really up there. Spain as well is another team that I think are, are you know, again, a well-drilled, well-coached team. I just wonder physically with Spain whether they're going to be able to, to, to handle teams, um, you know, applying a bit of pressure on them. Do you know what I mean? But if I was to go for any, it would be Italy for me, man, 100%. I, I hear the Argentina one, you know, obviously they've gone on such a run, just like Italy went on such a run mm-hmm. as well of unbeaten games and stuff. I hear the I hear the Argentina one. Um, depends on what type of mess he's about. Depends on whether Aguero is you know fit, mm. not fit. Just depends on so many different things because they've got they've got. It seems like when they're when they're hot, they're hot. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, a good goalkeeper as well. You know, did done wonders for them in the shootout um, for the Copa America and stuff like that. So they're coming off a a big a big tournament with the Copa America. But if I was to Put my money. I'm going to say Italy, just because of how they, how they move and how they, how they're coached. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, Italy have got a mad momentum. It feels like, it feels like they have. My my only question with them would be, the the back line. Like, I, I think I think they could get away with with it for the European Championship, but can they get away with it another year on? The world oh, Benucci yeah. and Chiellini and that. Yeah, that's my only thing because the way they play now, it's 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 front foot. 
when they're attacking, it's front foot. The 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 they added they injected pace into their game, and the tempo was crazy, and they can pop it about in the midfield. I think I think Chiesa is poised to to take the next step, to take the um, the next step. But like to me, I don't know. The back line is is there's a couple questions there for me still. Yeah, and they're solid though. You know, I like the shape. I like the three four three. I like. I just. I like how they play that system. Do you know what I mean? I, I like how they play it. They're the masters at it. So, it's a tough one. Do you know what I mean? But I noticed nobody went for. Nobody said Germany. Yeah, nobody said uh, Germany could 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 be in there. Um, bro, we could we could sit here literally and list that. You see Germany. You see Germany. They the problem with Germany. Yeah, I think. Is, it's going to come too soon for them, I think. Because they, they've come to the end of that cycle. One cycle, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like now they've got the next the next batch is there and you can see what they're trying to do. But I feel like it might come a bit too soon. So what, you don't think Flick can actually go and, pop, go and sprinkle his magic, you know, his quick-fire magic on the side yeah. and just get them, get them playing like... Because obviously, they, obviously, they, uh, I think Mark, you were saying they pumped someone like nine, nine the other day and all the rest of it. Yeah, but I mean, whatever team that was, you, you know, they don't like a team like that. I guess tournament football at the end of the day, when 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 it comes to real crunch time, um, Germany have always been synonymous with doing really, really, really well in tournaments anyway, getting to like stages, whether it's um, whether it's finals or semis, at you know, at, at, the, at the least anyway. Um, you know, I, I mean, they were a four in my head, but I mean, to go and win it, uh, I mean, like I said, yeah, I'm not too sure, um, you know, they'd be able to go and do it. But, you know, this is tournament football, though, man. And tournament football, we've seen madness happen. So uh, I don't I don't think there's any there's any certainties in this type of thing. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you get another surprise, man. We get another Croatia, Croatia run or something like that. Do you, do you know what I mean? Um it just depends on the draw. You know what? Obviously, we'll have this discussion this discussion again. But when all the teams are that are qualified and the draws actually been done, we can actually look at the look at the look at the draws, look at the tables, see who people are coming up against, look at the tournament tree as well. Then we can kind of suss out from then what mm. what it might then look like, you know. Um but yeah. Do you know what's interesting is that obviously this is going to be like a winter World Cup, right? So it's a winter for for obviously those that live in sort of Europe where a lot mm. of the teams are going to come from, um, and obviously in England specifically, there's no, there's typically no um, no break over the Christmas period. So, and oftentimes the excuse for a lot of players who play in England or whatever was that, you know, it's a lot of burnout when they play in the summer. They're burnt out from the season. They haven't had a break. Therefore, that's why they're not performing. And other leagues will say, well, listen, we have a rest. I think having the tournament, at, you know, when they're having it, takes away all of that because you just played a sizable portion of games. And actually, this will be just, it's just like play clubs that go off to the World Club um, Championship, you know, mm-hmm. that have won the, the Champions League. So I think, like the question is like, do you think, um, do you think that people, well, teams, um, are going to be affected by the fact that it's in it's it's like slap bang in the middle of a season. Some some teams will some leagues will have been giving their players two weeks off and whatever. Another 
and other leagues would have just been playing through. How do you think that's going to affect, you know, um, the players or just just the tournament in general? Will it be better because the players are more fresh and in 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 form? Yeah, um, it's a good question because I think for me, re- more recently there's a Champions League game, so Liverpool Athletic. And before the game, I can't remember what the issue was with Athletic, but they got their game postponed. And it was like, well, yeah, the clear priority is them performing in the in the Champions League. But in the Premier League, that doesn't that's that's not gonna happen. And I think it comes down to priorities at the end of the day. It's like you'll play you you'll play at 1230, mate. It doesn't matter. At 12 30, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it comes down to priorities. Obviously, we know in the Premier League, we know what the bottom line is. Um, whereas I feel like and on the continent, it's a bit different. So maybe there's conversations that can be had where it's feasible to be like, okay, you know what, actually, this is our priority and, and, and it's, it's an agreeable thing. So I think we kind of have to look at the calendar. I don't know, sorry. Um, Next summer, what's what's up, what's coming up this summer? Is it Nations League? I don't, I'm not too sure. Is there anything? There is anything. I don't believe I know there's, there's AFCON, obviously, in, in Jan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just wondering and seeing if there's anything European that could, because then the players obviously don't get a break. Yeah, I think they're getting a break that, next summer. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah well, then I, I think there, there might be something agreeable then. Yeah, and I think I think the other key part is I think they're trying to end the season a bit earlier as well this year, as well. I think they've tried to cram cram the condense season it. in a bit, condense it a bit more to allow for that. Mm to allow for that um, space for them to breathe. Um, uh, wait, do you know? Do you guys know how long the tournament's going to be? It's gonna, I'm sure it's going to be over the space of four weeks, but are yeah, they going to allow them... Are they going to allow them the usual two weeks to go and prepare, you know, preparation mm-hmm. games, all that sort of thing? Do you know if they're going to do that as well? I think they'll have to. I think normally with a World Cup, you'd have to, right? You'd have a break and then they go and prepare for a couple of weeks and stuff and then go, go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Because it just makes me think, right? Like six weeks into 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 the, in the middle of a season, it's quite a huge chunk. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm more trying to ask is like, do you think that how is it going to affect the tournament? Because in my opinion, I think I think it's going to have a positive effect on the tournament because of the amount of competitive club games that people are playing. Right? Well, obviously in England um, and in Europe, kind of thing, people are playing competitive games. They're picking up form around Christmas time is where you see teams team start to kick on and stuff. So for me, if you're playing a, a Winter World Cup, I feel like the, the football's probably going to be better. But obviously, then you have to factor in the climate. So they're not playing in, <laughs> over here. They're going away um, to play. But I think from a form perspective and a fitness perspective, this might be one of the better better tournaments all round for the fact of when it's being played. Mm. In comparison to the summer, yeah, like it being played after a full season. Yeah, for sure. For sure, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. So, so are you saying that you you think we'll get a more competitive tournament because of this, because of the timing? Yeah, I feel, I feel like, I feel so. I feel form wise, sharpness. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, and the players are still hungry because no major honors have been dished out yet. You know, they're mm. still in the middle of a club season, and they know after this they're going back to their clubs to go and fight for whatever silverware they can fight for the rest of the season do you know what i mean so that's that's what i'm saying that like it's 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 more of an interesting one right um 
and obviously afterwards as well, you're not going to have a lot of time to, to digest it, have a break or whatever. You're going straight back to your league to go and play with the, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Like, you're going yeah. to play, and the players that are playing in England, for example, they're going straight back into the fixtures, FA Cups and those things. So you have to just get on with it. The Breakdown Podcast. Well, what's going to be uh, interesting? Yeah, sorry, bro, go on. No, no, I was even going to say that, that, and obviously, you know, just as an extra add-on, is that I've even realised, you know, not every single team, not every single team is going to reach the latter, latter stages anyway. So they're going to be men that come back home really early. So mm-hmm. in terms of like burnout, burnout talks and all the rest of it, I, I don't see that being too much of an issue, especially being so early on in, in the season anyway. So um, from a tournament perspective, I feel like it'd be really good players be fresh, um, you know, so it would make for a more competitive, more competitive um, tournament. But I think in terms of continuation and obviously coming back into the, the domestic leagues, I think we'll actually make it, I think we'll actually make it even better as well because man will be sharp. I think in terms of sharpness, they would have, they would have gained that, you know, playing, playing in the tournament like that and playing in the heat as well. So obviously to bring that form in and obviously them playing continue. Yeah, no, it, it could be, Positive all round. I don't think they should ever do it again. But you know, I, f- I think for <laughs> once in a lifetime thing, yeah. I think we could stomach that for one for the one time. I think that's all right. I'm telling you, yeah. I hear you. One team that we definitely haven't mentioned, the elephant in the room. Obviously, we're all recording. <laughs> we all live in England. <laughs> we all live in England. We all saw what happened in the summer with England. We haven't mentioned England's odds. England are seven to one. Well, joint favorite joint. Second favourites with Spain, according to these odds anyway that I'm seeing, to um, to win the World Cup. They got to the semi-finals of um, the World Cup in 2018. Um, then the final of the Euros 2021. You know, can they go all the way? Can England go all the way um, in Qatar? Oh. Nope. Simple. Nah. It's not happening. I don't think. Um, simply, there's better teams. I don't think England are going to acclimatise well, to be honest. Um, and I think... Yeah, I, I just can't see it, bro. I, I, I mean, it's one of those things. You can come into the tournament and there can be aspirations. And, and I think England... In, in you know it's debatable it's, it's, it's you could have a conversation around them having the, the minerals for it but you know whether they'll actually apply those minerals is, is another thing so I, I see England I see it ending in tears to be honest um and that's that's just how I see it man it, the, the the adjustment to to what that's going to be the cl- the climate thing is is, is is too different for me and, and also on the point that we we just made just before, you know, I was just thinking, and I was thinking that like, clubs have different clubs have different ways of of attacking the season. So, for example, obviously I'm biased, so I'm gonna I'm gonna concentrate on Liverpool. Liverpool in pre season will be running their asses off. There's no like there's no two ways about it. For me, I don't see how how the Premier League kind of gets players optimally ready. English players ultimately ready for that competition. I, I think the Premier League are for the Premier League. And 
it's not going to do any favours for, for England. I think, you know, teams like City maybe who traditionally seem to start off a little bit slower, um, that, that maybe that could work in their favour. But I don't think there's going to be an even kill where you can say, you know what, this is going to benefit England overall. And then there's obviously the conversation to have about the, the manager and whether he's going to have the right, whether he's going to have the balls to play the right players. Which yeah. again is is for me. I just there's no point in, in me, you know, getting invested. Yeah, man, England. This that we all know they have the minerals. We know it front to back, but they're not going to apply it. Let's be honest. I I have to say I concur, man. Um, I think. I mean, we're all we're all 30, 30 year old plus men now. Do you know what I mean? We, we've we've been there. We've done it as as England fans at points in our lives and all the rest of it. Um, and I say that because I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a diehard England fan like that. Like obviously, I've got some investment in the team. Um, I do want to be able to see them do well. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not. I'm not that cold hearted and that to to want to see them fail per se. But um, I've we've just seen it too many times, and I think even the Euros. I think the final. I think the final in the sum in the summer. I think for all of us, I think we all kind of sat back and we all kind of knew what was going to happen without really saying it with our chests, you know, because we didn't want to be them. We didn't want to be them that guy in the room to come in and dampen the hopes of everybody. Do you know what I mean? But I think we all knew what was coming, and it's it, it's just something that's been attached to England for so long when they do really really well in tournaments and then they, they don't you know they, the country gets their hopes up and all the rest of it something mad just happens and I and I just see it happening again um it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those ones until England go and actually win the tournament my mind on my mind on them will never change my thoughts on them will never change is it's 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 just what it is unfortunately um, great crop of great crop of players. Um, a lot of potential there. Um, I feel like just like with the Chelsea situation under Lampard, I, f- I feel like you've got a great bunch of players there. But you get we get a really really good coaching that knows how to really set up a team, and you've got a really good thing going. And I just think yeah, with the Southgate one, apparently he might earn another contract again till twenty twenty four. Um, if they go and qualify. Um, tomorrow is it the plan? Um, but yeah, I just feel as though as long as he's in, I don't see England actually winning anything. It's no offense to the man, but I just, I, I just think he's kind of short on what mm. it takes. You see, see, my take is that I don't think there are that many teams better than England currently in the world. I feel like there's other teams currently better coached than England are coached, and I feel like there's probably other teams that are probably braver, you know, braver slash more experienced mm. um, than England. I don't think better, though. For me, the, the the term better wouldn't... I don't think Spain are better than England. I don't think... I don't I don't think England should be um, worried about facing Italy again, for example, because for all people say about what happened in the summer, England lost on penalties. Why didn't they get slapped? Why didn't they get four, five, six, nil? Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. they got to the final. They they spanked a few teams on the way. You know what I mean? Knocked out Germany in the semifinals. As people were saying, oh, that was going to be the bogey team, right? Germany, England dispatched them. They dealt with them. So 
I don't feel I feel like it's better. I feel like that the key thing for me with England is just the coaching and the bravery of the manager, right? Um, and it's whether he's going to be bold and brave enough to go and play the players who he knows are the shooters. Do you know what mm. I mean? You know the guys who are going to do the damage. Who don't care? Who don't? Who don't care about um, place? Because um, you look at you use two as an example with Chelsea. He just didn't care about what the name brand was. It's just like mm. if you're a good player, you're playing, and then mm-hmm. they won the Champions League. Simple, mm-hmm. you know. And and um, you need a manager that's going to be brave enough to say, do you know what? My most informed player is this person. They have to play. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, and just in general, just going and taking games by the scruff of the neck. I feel like England's tactics that we've seen when they come up against the better teams, it seems like it's just the two holding players, you know, just keep the two holding players there and just hope for something on the counter-attack, be really solid and resilient and trust your attacking players to provide something. Obviously, in the summer, it was Raheem Sterling on absolute smoke, on fire. You know, um, so I think it's not as bad as people. This crop, yeah. If I detach it from all the other, and we just talk about mm. football, this crop of players are good enough to go and win that World Cup. But I don't feel like the belief that comes ultimately with a top side and with a side that's going to get over the line. I don't think the belief is within the bunch. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, mm. It's no disrespect to Southgate, but for me, the amount of time that Jack Greenish spent on the bench. I feel like in some games, especially in that final against Italy, you know, you want, and and in the form that he was in, you want players like him playing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, Mm -hmm. At a certain point, it's do or die. So it's like, are you going to go for it? You go 1-0 up, okay, you're sitting, you're sitting, you're sitting, but are you just going to sit and just hope that we just ride out this 1-0 or are you going to go for it? And I think that's probably going to be the undoing of them. Um, But in terms of ability-wise, for me, England... Come on, man. <laughs> They're probably going to contest. I wouldn't be surprised to see two English teams contest the Champions League final once again this year. Yeah. Would not surprise me. Yeah. 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 I mean, but m- most of the time, going to these international tournaments, let's be honest, if, you, if we're looking at the Royal Minimums, which is what I was alluding to in terms of the players, you, there's very few arguments that we can have. Um, it's often this conversation about how they deployed. And then I think even now, there's probably even a bigger conversation to have about, look at the direction of the Premier League. And this is where, obviously, predominantly the English players are are playing. Look at the styles that the top sides are deploying and how successful they are in what they're doing. It doesn't really correlate with what Southgate is trying to do. And for me, I think about it and I'm like, okay, let's look at Liverpool, how Liverpool play, KC, Chelsea, Spurs. You know, these sides, even your Leicesters, your Arsenals, these these sides where where the English players, where the English crop are, are, are predominantly made up from, they're coming in and they have to play a completely new system, a different way. More time they're having to come in and, and it's, it's reactive, it's counter-attack, we're soaking up pressure and we're playing in phases of the game. You know, we pretty much, everyone could probably pretty much outline, spell out how Southgate was going to, set up his side, you know, start quickly, you know, try and catch the, the, the opposition cold and then they retreat and they retreat. And then, but as you said, if if if, if the side goes one nil down, then what happens? It looks like it's like, oh, well, we don't really have a plan or an idea. 
And I just look at that and I think to myself, oh, I don't know how conducive that is. Because as you said, the likes of Sterling, Kane, you know, Grealish, um, and these kind Foden of players, now. Uh-huh. Foden, you know, these guys are these guys are instrumental to their to their to their club side, but there's there's a there's a starch gap in what they're doing for their clubs and what they're doing for England. And I think that's a big issue, man. And it's for example, somebody like Jude Bellingham would sit on the bench for England. And that, that's a problem. Jaden Sancho will sit on the bench for England. Obviously, now he's not playing for his club. Obviously, he made the move. But in the summer, he was hot property. And, you know, I know we I know we missed his penalty and all that kind of stuff, Jaden Sancho. But again, it's about being, for me, it's about being braver and bolder and um, showing the quality of some of these players. Because you look at it, Jaden Sancho has been tearing up the Bundesliga. Why should he be scared of anybody? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's the certain players who have been putting up some serious stats. But I feel like the manager, ultimately, although he did get them, he got them to the final. They were within penalty kicks of um, of winning. He got them to the final and stuff like that. But it's like, I feel like the mentality as a whole, you know what I mean? It's like going into a penalty shootout. Would the players be confident if they had to do that? You know, <laughs> like, would, would they be confident again um, to do it? I feel like if they selected different players, they would. You know, if they selected some of the, you know, your loftus cheeks and your this and your that, some of these players who you know are just, they're just there for to, to, to play ball and they're not scared. But I feel like they're going to select Harry Maguire. They're going to go with Harry Maguire, your John Stones. You know, it's it's going to be that sort of tournament. <laughs> 100%. Pickford, Pickford in goal, you know, regardless of what Ramsdale does, Pickford will go in goal. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, so, so it's going to turn into for me, it's going to turn into more of like the breakdown podcast, sneaking it, sneaking results, you know, mm. minimizing, minimizing, um, losing and sneaking results. Then it is going to be about, mm. say, for example, you look at maybe a France, do you know what I mean? They're just going to be out there to smoke teams. Mm. And you know what? Like for me, in my head, I kind of look at this, and I know I know they they did rather well in the last World Cup they were in, right? Um, England, um, they got knocked up by Croatia in the end, right? In the semi. Croatia, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why this time around, I just feel like they're gonna come up against a different a different type of beast with other countries, especially with you know, the, the let's say the subplots that are actually developing. So the likes of Belgium, now this is probably the last chance for this golden generation that they have. You know, you look at the um, Portugal subplot now that's developed now. If, if Portugal do happen to go, f- happen to get through to the finals, this is Cristiano Ronaldo's last World Cup. This is Leonardo's last But do you think, do you think England Cup. should be, but, but do you think England should be really, realistically? No. Nah. Do you they, think England will be scared of playing? No, Belgium? no, no. The the, the 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 fear factor thing, the fear factor thing is 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 a different topic per se. Like obviously, England will worry about will, will worry about themselves. But I'm talking about their own motivations against other countries or other teams' motivations in this case, right? I I, I just feel like other other countries will have a greater motivation to do to to perform. More so than mm. England, I think. I, like I look at the England, the England one, and there's always going to be this thing that's going to be like, and I know it for themselves as well. They'll think this: 
no one expects us to do to do well so therefore the pressure mm. isn't on us as such and we you know should we, we should be able to go out and do this and do that but we, we've seen England in that position many many times many times and I think this time around because teams have seen them progress into latter stages when teams now come up against England in these serious tournaments they're now going to sit up and say hey you see we're going to finish these man we're not going to give them any sort of sort of time to breathe on the think a lot of low anything. blocks yeah they, a lot of low blocks yeah we're, we're not going to give them time to do what they've been doing what they've done so well in the last four years and that's how how I'm now starting to think England might come unstuck unless they really, like you said, the bravery side of things, unless they actually come out and actually impose themselves in mm. those games as opposed to trying to sit off and then pick their moments and then try and nick something and all the rest of it. Because nah, like if you want to be if you want to go out to win. More often than not, the teams that go out and actually win are the ones that actually impose themselves on get uh, uh, on these type of games. So, um, I mean, that's the, that's the only way. That's the only problem I see England having. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Hopefully, there's a change in emphasis. But I just don't see it happening, man. I, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it'll be. I think it's same again because the same way. You know. You know what I mean. You think about it, if you got. If you're a manager, take away how you feel about the style of play. You got to the semi-finals of a World mm. Cup, then you get to a final and lose on penalties to a very good Italy side. You're not going to go and change, reinvent the wheel. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. by then, he'll probably be given a new two-year contract and stuff. And I'm not saying, um, I'm not just trying to slate um, an individual or whatever. I'm just going based off of what you can see. There's just that little bit, like you say, that little bit that's missing, you know? Arguably, these this team is the most successful team since the World Cup winning, um, you know, since the World Cup winning teams, hundred you know, percent team. Sorry, I said plural one. Mm. <laughs> since the World Cup winning team, this is the most successful one. This is the golden era for them. Mm-hmm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is the golden era. Getting to the semi-finals and fight. This is the one, um, in my opinion, anyway. Because I think where they've what they've got now, they've got players playing in different leagues. Obviously, players playing at a high level in different leagues, and. Um, you know, it's the style. It's who's coaching them as well. Do you know what I mean? So people are being coached by a range of different top-level mm-hmm. um, coaches and being brought back together. You look at, like, the development of someone like Declan Rice, for example. This guy has just been added. His game's just been added to, and his star is rising. Phil Folden, his, 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 his star is rising. Trent is continuing on, obviously defensively, whatever, but attacking-wise, mm-hmm. this guy is... This guy is is just on fire. Do you know what I mean? So you're seeing that Bellingham. He's, this he, Bellingham exactly. Loftus Cheek is coming back into the fold, and he's having a few performances now where if he can stay fit, do you know what I mean? He's got a chance. Mm. Jesse Lingard mm. again, he gets his move away in January, gets off to West Ham or wherever he can play. So I think it's like you're saying, you guys are right in the sense of listen. In 2002, if you look at that England side, yeah. Your back, your back line, you know, Campbell, um, so um, Campbell, Real Ferdinand, Ashley Cole, Gary Neville, whatever, Beckham, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, like it's mad. Lampard, Scholes, Gerard. Come on, man, come, <laughs> come on, we think about that combination now. Lampard, Scholes, Gerard, it's actually ridiculous, and didn't do anything with it, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. still crazy. put the ball down and lobbed Seaman, <laughs> like, so it was just like. Do you get what yeah. I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, 
they've had good teams, but I think um, I feel like their best manager that they had, but obviously he went for some reasons off the pitch. Was Glenn Hoddle? Glenn Hoddle was probably one of yeah. the, the better um, managers and 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 had a bit more of had more had a bit more about him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was trying a different shape, and of course he's a technical baller himself, so he understands mm. stuff. But um, yeah, in terms of their chances, I do see England going far though in the tournament. I do see them going deep into the tournament. But like you're saying, in the, in the crunch moments, in the crunch times, I feel like the pragmatism might kill them more than it will more than help. It will help, yeah, exactly. Because it's football. In football, you have to go for it. You have to go for it. You have to go and get it. Like that's as, it's as simple as that. You want it, you have to go and get it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? You have to go after it. You can't be playing no games. You have to go after it. You have to be monsters when it comes to that that time. Do you know what I mean? I've seen um, clips of um, when France won the World Cup and Pogba's doing his little speech before the game or whatever, and he's just saying, like, listen, I don't care if Messi's playing for their team. I don't care who's over there. Listen, we're winning this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you need that sort of mentality. You need that sort of strength. You need that sort of leadership. You've got to go and get it. But you can't get that if you no disrespect to, to Southgate, but if he's on this pragmatism and he's on this kind of now nah, we won't get beat, but you know, Didier Deschamps, listen, I've won this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I've won it. Yeah. That's a different that's a different type of um motivation. You have to be way more on the front foot, you have to be way more aggressive about it. It can't be this whole, yeah, maybe. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah I'll do hold yeah. it. Yeah, maybe if no, like you think if another country or another manager, for example, had these players, imagine Pep managed England. Oh man, come on, man. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Can you imagine that? Like if Pep managed England, they would just destroy. Do you get what I'm saying? But it's so I think they got a chance of going far in the tournament just by the fact that they've got good individuals. They've got yeah. decent mm. individuals and they'll pick them. But mm, now, nah, man, do you know what I mean? If I'm just looking at coach the coaching or whatever, I feel like that's going to let down England. And obviously, people listening to this can probably have their own ideas because, again, the facts are there. England got to a semi-final and a final. But mm-hmm. what kind of failed them each time? Was it Same the quality thing. of player they had? I don't think so. Yeah, it was attitude. It was attitude at the end of the day, man. And it's and it's the same constant theme. And, um, yeah, like you were saying, it, it's just good. It would just be very, very England-like for that to happen again, basically. Mm. The Breakdown Podcast.